Well, we are talking about an increased... uh, crime stats in Gauteng province specifically and I'm sure the reflection is going to be more or less the same across the country but zooming in on Gauteng after uh, Lieutenant General Elias Mawela released the province's fourth quarterly crime stats it seems Gauteng has recorded 45.2% increase in murders and uh, we are focusing on murders, kidnappings and hijackings in Gauteng province. If you're living in this province, let us know what your experiences have been like and what can be done because clearly things are bubbling under. We've gone to Twitter to allow you as A-teamers to also cast a vote there. Um, We are asking you, do you think that the crime stats in Gauteng are reflecting the fact that we are living in a violent society? Please go to Twitter at SAFM Radio and uh, just uh, let us know what your thoughts are there. We are joined by our A-team guest who's always available for us uh, to help us on these matters uh, concerning stopping crime, Andy Mashaile, who's a game changer, ambassador of Interpol and uh, the owner of Hashtag Turn Back Crime. Mr. Andy Mashaile, thank you so very much for joining us once again, although it's never on a good note, but thank you nonetheless. This pet is good to be back on the Champ of Champs show and being... Um, invited by the champion herself. Now, the crime stats have been released. It seems uh, we have, as a province of Gauteng, increased uh, from uh, the same time in 2021-2022 um, 2020 and 2021, the increase has been quite great when we look at crime stats, murder, kidnapping and hijacking. What is going on in the province of Gauteng? This pet, let me start off by saying comparatively analyzing or doing a comparative analytics or analysis um, where I have reached, meaning in the other 193 countries where the police forces um, are exposed to turn back crime, mobilizing communities and ensuring that communities join forces with law enforcement agencies worldwide, including South Africa. Comparatively speaking, um, we have not been very, very good. Uh, Leave alone the shootings all over the U.S. and the latest shooting at a school by that 18-year-old guy. Uh, Put it aside and look at uh, your subject of interest, murder, um, hijackings, and kidnappings. Um, we have begun to uh, feature in the top 10 of the the world out of the 194 countries. And this is specifically because of a, um, a number of reasons. Uh, the generators of crime in Gauteng and the generators of crime in the world um, have the same um, matrix weighing, but we are completely different from them in that our generators of crime have, um, have, amongst others, your green belt. Your green belt would be those areas that this pet and, 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 and Braendi would walk through on their way to work tomorrow morning at 5 a.m., where you would find people uh, laying in wait to ambush people, to rob them. And when they find resistance, uh, they would kill um, and that would contribute to murder. And when they would see this pet coming through, they would think of snatching the back, and one fool would think of rape, and that 
particular person who is a, a victim of rape and a victim of robbery might end up being killed. You and I have observed that in the first quarter of 2022, there were 10,818 rates. Um, you'd understand that a year-on-year comparison, um, uh, there has been an increase in rape in, in the country um, as the stats were delivered by the Honorable Minister of Police. Long story short, is that there are a... A, a number of generators of crime. I've spoken about one, your green, your green bells, where the, the council uh, or councillors have not really taken it upon themselves to ensure that they level or there is grass cutting um, uh, and, and, and tree, tree fellings to ensure that people do not become victims of crime in those areas that conceal criminals. One, uh, the second generator of crime would be your Shabin. Shabin A, which is a, a, a kilometer or two kilometers from Shabin B. Shabin A closes at uh, 1,800 hours and Shabin B closes at 12 midnight. And people who are south, who are enjoying themselves, would move from A to B. Between A and B, they'll fall victims to criminals. And some of these criminals unknown to assailants or to victims and they would scream their name and the victim or the perpetrator, the, the perpetrator would then go on extent uh, of killing uh, killing the victim to uh, to um, dis- extinguish uh, evidence that might be uh, put before the court of law uh, to ensure that the suspect is sentenced to life or many other years. There are also there is also the third element which forms um, the generators of crime uh, is the access to alcohol. Is the access to alcohol makes some people walk home um, drunk, if I can put it that way, and that makes it easier uh, for criminals to can attack, maim, and kill uh, those victims. Let me just stop at three of these generators of crime, uh, suspect, and say. The generators of crime are the reasons why uh, our crimes have gone up. Maybe let me uh, put a generator number four of crime. Women who walk alone uh, in the dead of the night would become victims uh, of rapists. Uh, that might lead to murder or killing uh, of those uh, women who are walking alone in the dead of night. Well, uh, talking about women, I mean, someone once said that a woman in South Africa is uh, walking alone or just walking um, is as good as a crime scene. So clearly there is something wrong. And all these factors that you have mentioned are are clearly factors that need to be addressed. And I don't think they're being given much attention. State uh, Taking from what... um, Lieutenant General Elias Mawela said, um, he said that cable theft has added more challenges to the police's already overstretched resources. But are our police not reactive rather than proactive, especially because you are able to point out what some of the factors that contribute to high crime rates are in South Africa. Why are they not becoming proactive to monitor those areas, to minimize, um, you know, a crime in those areas, have more visibility in those areas rather than just giving us 
stats, but those stats mean people have died, people have been hurt, people have been kidnapped. You know, in helping my wonderful brother and colleague, Bra uh, Elias, uh, Lieutenant General Mawel, I've worked with this gentleman. He's one of those police officers who know what they're doing. Um, working hand in glove with him, um, I would say to the communities, as I learned that today he was in Ranfontein, Mosakeng, delivering um, 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 some stats or some sharing some uh, critical information pertaining to crime prevention and crime combating. Uh, the general and his team alone uh, cannot do away with uh, crime. Do away with crime means they can't register a serious impact because of the absence or the shortage of resources. This afternoon, Pet, I drove into Musaking. I saw one vehicle, Romeo Foxtrot 64, RF 64. Those were the vehicles that we bought whilst I was still the chairperson uh, of the provincial board in 2010, working hand in glove with uh, General Petros, who was the provincial commissioner. Now, this suggests that if you have a car that is 10 years old, you would have a challenge, a serious challenge with resources, and your resources would inform your patrolling in, in and around those communities, in and around the district uh, of Ranfantin, Krugasdorp, Kahiso, uh, Mosaking, Taltonville, Velferdin, um, Simunye, um, uh, Glenridge, uh, as well as Zirbetom. Now, when you have such a big area, you need resources. Now, um, we cannot, the police cannot be able to do that alone, um, excluding the communities. Um, I would like to take a, 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 a pot shot at crime intelligence. The people who work in that space have a responsibility to flood uh, the areas where you have the Zamazamas, like where I was born and bred in Bekazal and, 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 and all other areas where they are gunshot every evening. And when you have crime intelligence flooding those areas, they would be able to identify the areas in which these criminals live within our communities and then go out to share that information with their station, their local station, the district, uh, the province, as well as national to say, let us have a special operation dealing with house number 000-222-999-10-10-10. We have seen crime intelligence not doing that in 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 Cajiso, in, in, in next to in Westville, next to Cajiso, next to Krukasdorp, where you have had a problem of foreign nationals, the Basutu foreign nationals, um, running havoc, doing as they please in that area until the province was able to um, uh, unleash special operations and in the process, displacing crime. Displacing crime means um, moving those um, criminals from that area or those perpetrators of that of crime from that area to areas like Bekazdal, where there are informal settlements, and other areas around uh, the whole uh, Rand West area. So you need crime intelligence to come to the party. Two, you need the police to work with 
um, community structures, be them the societies about me, the societies about the um, burial societies, be them any other non-GOs or NGOs, non-governmental organizations that deal with issues that have to do with community stabilization and community normalization, be it from a health point of view, be it from a financial point of view, uh, be it from a, 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 a social st- a stabilization point of view. We have seen and I have observed police operating in isolation and in silos, as well as those these non-governmental organizations not forcing the police to work with them. This is one of the critical uh, reasons why you would have your crime stats and your general crime um, increasing year on year uh, or quarter on quarter. A-teamers, I'm going to go to your messages. I see you've uh, sent uh, some voice notes, clearly, um, you know, from the tweets that you have sent. Um, yeah, asking you, do you think that uh, the crime stats in Gauteng that have been released are reflecting that uh, we are living in a violent society? 85.2% of you say yes, while 14.8% say no. Um, let's go to your voice notes. Good evening, Sister Patricia. Policemen and soldiers that are recruited proportional to the population. So, if you don't know your population, like in South Africa here, a lot of undocumented people, you don't know how many people you have in the country. So, the police are overwhelmed. And the other factor again, the influx of people from all over Africa that are working for home. They take things that do not belong to them to take home. It's South Africa for all. People are stripping South Africa. That is the reality, Anonymous. You're agreeing yes. there? You're agreeing, Andy? Yes, yes. Since Pat, uh, I have been visiting my mother for the past few weeks. Uh, living back home uh, for the past uh, four, five, six weeks, I have seen abandoned mines around the uh, around this area of Randwest. I can tell you, when I was born and bred in this area, I remember one mine next to the Begadal community. I saw it being established in 1978. I can walk you down now. The walls have been knocked down. The roofs have been stolen. The bricks uh, of this mine, uh, of the uh, the mining compound, have been stolen and they have been used uh, to build um, houses in the informal settlement. I have seen uh, in the last few weeks the pipes that were trans- uh, transferring water or, or taking water from one mine to the other. Those pipes have been stolen. Some of them... Um, our house is the last, uh, is one of those, uh, is in the last line of the township. Um, behind our, our, our houses or my mom's house, there is an open field. I have seen in the dead of the night people using cutting torch, having it stolen those pipes. Yes, South Africa has been uh, stolen uh, bit by bit. Uh, by foreign nationals who are undocumented to commit crime, 
and it's not all foreign nationals who are criminals. I'm glad our you are clarifying that. I'm really yes. glad that you are clarifying that. Uh, but, uh, my family doctor, Doctor Kazadi, is from uh, is from is from uh, the DRC Congo. A wonderful gentleman in our community. When we don't have money in our communities, yes, that gentleman provides service. So clearly. It's not all foreign nationals who are criminals. It's just a small number. The well, majority, yes. Well, Andy, you have said it all. You said undocumented. And then I'm going back to the police force. I'm going back to the law that is supposed to be upheld. How can we stop the influx of undocumented people coming into our country, no matter which country, country they are coming from? It's through border control. Clearly there's something wrong there. Because if that's one of the factors that we have, um, uh, the, the police should be stepping up things at the border. Uh, Mama, Mama, Mama Pet, mm. uh, border management, which has been uh, spoken about left, right and center, needs to be refined and to be implemented at the border to uh, ensure that uh, you rotate the people who work at the border. Uh, three, ensure that the soldiers who do border control um, issues or matters are rotated because when people understand the modus operandi of border management and border control, they become vulnerable to bribery of people crossing from Zim, people crossing from uh, Mozambique, people crossing from Lesotho into South Africa. They get paid a pittance uh, to uh, facilitate illegal cross-border into the country and back into the country of origin. I have learned uh, of an arrangement uh, in Limpopo where in the morning a bus from Zim comes through. That bus, I'm sure uh, we all know, was quarantined by the Minister of Home Affairs. That bus was loading people from Zim into the country uh, coming to the hospitals in the north in Limpopo and the clinics there and after getting medication in the morning crossing the border back. So it suggests one thing. The bus um, is an unroadworthy bus. How does it come in and out? It means some people turn a blind eye and blind eye and that would mean uh, when people turn a blind eye it means they have benefited something they have been paid uh, to look the other way when that bus comes through. Rotate the people who work at the at the border uh, at the border post. Ensure that the soldiers that are there do not stay there for more than uh, three months, and make sure that uh, they stay less than three months, so that you don't have people knowing how it operates, and you don't have people who um, begin to establish a syndicate with other institutions that operate border management at this point in time. I, I, I hear you citing the land borders easier, easier to cite those because there's probably a much higher influx, right? But even in, in, in the airport borders, there's a lot of illegal people coming into the country from other parts, not just Zimbabwe and Lesotho and the likes, but I'm saying we need to have proper border control if this is one of the factors. Now, Andy, my concern is when... Um, uh, Lieutenant General uh, Mawela was talking about the crime stats. It didn't seem that there was much to be said on how they are going to give us a big turnaround. Suspect, uh, you are quite correct. Uh, uh, O.R. Tambo um, is one of the holes within which 
um, illegal, undocumented or fakely documented uh, foreign nationals from India and Pakistan comes through. There are syndicates that operate at OR Tambo. Some of them have been arrested and some of them continue to be arrested. I can uh, with joy praise uh, the Minister of Home Affairs for ensuring that customs officials in that space don't play the game. And not only customs officials, all other people who work in that uh, space having to do with uh, officer, uh, with Minister Musualedi's office and all other institutions that are there. They have started to turn around to say one of those things people uh, would be wearing uh, a black suit, a black shirt and black shoes and those have paid uh, a syndicate from South Africa that would have paid uh, people in Pakistan to bring people in here. And you would see people coming through as they are telling you of the modus of uh, modus operandi. At the airport, uh, you would find people wearing uniform, whether police or any other institutions that have to do with border management and border control. They would identify that particular person from a group of people, as I have been told uh, in my research. Uh, you would find, you see that particular person handcuffed, put into a, a, a vehicle. Instead of taking that particular person to the cell, a few blocks or a few meters away from the airport, that person will be let free because people have been paid at the airport. Yes, you are quite correct, uh, this said. And go, I am yeah. sure the general finds it difficult to can reveal how you're going to operate. And this is the reason. When you reveal everything, uh, criminals watch the news. They, they spend time listening to this show uh, that I am on. Uh, with a specific reason to find out what are the weaknesses in the new method of operation, the new plan, the new strategy. So what you do is you release just a little bit uh, to ensure that the people of the country understand that uh, you are concerned about crime, uh, increase of crimes in the country. Let me uh, cite an example. Um, when you're going to have a roadblock, uh, you don't even tell the police officers who you work with and uh, your uh, your municipal police. In the morning at the parade, you tell them, we are going to blo- uh, to spot A. When people are prepared to go to spot A, you take them to spot B so that there shouldn't be any communication with criminals in on that area or the route that would be transporting crime, say, on the entry to Pretoria. Uh, you tell people that you're going to Ranfontaine and you set up your roadblock there on the entry. You're looking for people who are transporting drugs from uh, either KZN or Lesotho using the entry. So you, you don't specifically set, go out and lay out the complete plan. All right, let you me quickly, Andy, with the time we've got left, let's quickly go to your voice notes from our A-teamers. Dumela uh, Patricia. Crime stats that have been released is through reflection of the crime that is rampant in our area. Crime rate is on the increase. Yesterday, what I saw in Melville, you know, I'm still panicking. The car we were moving, we were traveling by, was in front of the truck whose passenger was hit by a stray bullet when there was you know, when the security was shooting at the criminals. Criminals entered the pharmacy, 
demasculated as the customers and they do they did disappear with directors cell phones and understood some amount of money. I speak of what I they study in Melville. So I'm still a lawyer eighteen, I just that I wake up at four o'clock. So one day you'll hear my voice. After that I'm missing out on something juicy on Crispy's site. Housing as usual from Belvish. Good evening, lovely people. Ah, since Patricia, reality is a reality. People don't want the, the truth. Since the Home Affairs Minister said he's going to clamp down on foreign nationals, close the borders, monitor the borders, not renew some of the uh, paperwork permits, just check how much education transits and then the, the uh, abduction for ransom and uh, murders, rape, and so forth, couple theft, stripping of the rail lines have increased. What is the problem there? What is the problem there? You know, we've got a crisis in South Africa. That is the truth. There is no xenophobia. The truth must be told. That is the truth. Anonymous. Well, Andy, I wish we had more time so we can uh, uh, dive deeper into this particular conversation. But I'm sure Ben will arrange for us to talk more around what we can do to prevent ourselves from being victims. I'd like to thank you for joining us, Andy, and for helping us have a better understanding of uh, the crime stats that have been released in Gauteng. It's always good to be on your show and it's always good to be talking to South Africans. And thank you, Benito, uh, for giving us South Africans a platform to ventilate uh, on crime and crime prevention and crime combating uh, public safety and urban safety. Excellent. Thank you very much, uh, Andy Mashayile, who is a game changer and the ambassador of Interpol. A-teamers, it's a minute after 11. It's time for us to go to the news with the beautiful Mpo Sitole. Good evening, Mpo.